0: This podcast may contain coarse language and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another week. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. If you're wanting to end up giving us a review and letting us know how we do each and every week, please do so through iTunes. Press the stars, give us five star, four star. Or three star. If you go any lower than that, we're gonna have to hunt you down. Uh, Tell them please, please. <laughs> 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 Please give us a review of the podcast or just share it around word of mouth. That is the best way to end up getting the word out as well. And if you want to end up getting your stories to us of your paranormal experiences, your supernatural encounters, your ghost stories, all of that, please send them to us at official at gmail.com and that's where you can end up sending them in. type it up, Leave a voice recording, attach it to the email. Either way, we'll get it up there for the next episode of the experience. My name is Brandon, and as you heard earlier, defending everybody from uh, me attempting to go attack all of you, if you give us a rating lower than than three, uh, is Ashley Spirrell. Ashley, how are you? Oh, I'm going to hit you. And why is that? I don't know. Because I can. See, at least I had a motive for going after people. You just hit me because you just feel like it.
1: Yeah, but you're like my brother, so that's different. I can hit you whenever I want and not like a hard hit. It'll probably just be like a tap.
0: So if you do that, once I end up getting my second COVID vaccine and you hit it on that arm, a tap will probably make me whimper or wince.
1: Oh, even better. You're welcome for the idea. Too bad you gotta (laughs) wait about three months for that. Yeah, my dad has his appointment for it on Monday. Awesome. And when's yours? I don't know. They're not in my age bracket (laughs) yet.
0: Okay, here's an honest question for you. And people in Ontario will understand where I'm going with this. What do you think is going to happen first? You getting your vaccination or the construction in Toronto will end?
1: (laughs) My vaccination. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down, my vaccination will be first. Toronto will never be out of construction. I'm sorry, guys, but it's the hard-ass truth. (laughs) Um,
0: See, with my day job, besides the HR stuff I end up doing with Parachills, I have to drive everywhere in Toronto. And any chance I can to avoid Eglinton in downtown Toronto, I do it because they're putting in a new TTC route in there. And it is just an absolute massive headache. It's gridlock. Sucker. Oh, my God. You want my job? I mean, you're not working right now, but would you want to end up taking uh, no. taking mine? I'll, I'll Are you sure? I'll take the
1: receptionist.
0: That, that position's already been filled. Fuck off. It has. Sorry. Goddamn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. By the way, I have to write a wrong I ended up making last week. Yes. On the podcast. I ended up reading out a review from uh, Wyatt Turner, which, again, it was it was an awesome review. I loved that. But uh, two things. One of them, I did not mention the review that we ended up getting on uh, Lex Paranormal's YouTube channel. My British bestie. I did not mention uh, that review he gave us uh, on his first little live stream that he ended up doing solo on on his channel so i want to end up giving a shout out to lex for uh putting us pretty much up in his top two podcasts that he that he listens to and you know telling about telling everybody about how much we make him laugh how much we know about the paranormal um it's that was that was really cool that was really cool so thank you for that and another thing that i neglected to end up doing granted by accident is i did not give a or we actually did not give a uh, proper shout out or a proper thank you to uh kathy for filling in for the couple of weeks that uh,
1: (laughs) thank you auntie kathy i love you
0: Thanks, Aunt Kathy. Uh, You did do a fantastic job. Um, Oh, yeah, she did. And it was uh, it was fun. And and speaking of Aunt Kathy, she was on for our first live episode that we ended up doing through a um, these people are not a sponsor, but I'm going to end up shouting them out uh, because they ended up helping us lift off with our live podcast. (laughs) The mobile app. My computer's making noise. Uh, let's silent that right there. There we go. Um, it's an app called, uh, stereo. It's basically where if you're a podcaster, you can end up doing live podcasts through the app. And I were not I, me and Aunt Kathy ended up doing our live show on their last month. And I did tell everybody because of the feedback we ended up getting, we are going to have uh, a live show once a month. And next week is that once a month time for for April. So instead of Aunt Kathy coming aboard live, it is going to be Ashley. Ashley will be joining uh, the live podcast next week so if you guys uh, are going to end up having any questions for her that you want her to answer live in real time that Come is the place me. ask her anything ask her for her deepest darkest secrets uh but yeah next week live show please end up joining me and ashley on stereo and and yeah come join us yeah come joining us come join us come joining I can't us talk today Brandon
1: can't english. us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me me no english that's impossible simpsons line oh simpsons reference for God. any simpsons fans out there
1: you're such a doorknob What else is new? I mean, you could be a welcome mat.
0: No, that's very true. That is very true. But (sighs) doorknobs like me end up needing help sometimes. And when people end up needing help, they sometimes have to go to a hospital. And today we are talking about a hospital (laughs) in downtown Toronto. How do you like that segue?
1: Oh, my God. You're such a dork. It
0: was brilliant. Are you kidding me? It was a long winded, but it was brilliant. Uh, Ashley, I think is just. I think Ashley needs one extra
1: week long break. No, from the podcast. <laughs> no, I just need to call you less. <laughs> legit, like how many times a day do I you call me or I call you? Especially this week with it's my nightmares. Two- it's
0: about two to three. OK, before we go into this, do you want to dive into these weird yes. dream episodes you've been having? OK, yes, we'll hold on. We'll hold on the hospital for now in Toronto. I, I think this is super
1: crazy what's going on with you. So, uh, yeah, if you want to end up sharing it with everybody, please go ahead. OK, so normally when I have nightmares, I only have one reoccurring nightmare. This was not that. The first nightmare I had was a few nights ago, and it kind of creeped me out because for some reason, my mom's side of the family had a family reunion on a houseboat in the middle of the ocean. Now, her older sister was like, Ashley, there's no bedrooms for you. They're all full. We brought you a giant ass floaty that you're going to have to sleep outside on in the middle of the fucking ocean. So I was sleeping. It popped. I ended up drowning in this dream. And then everybody who has ever died in the ocean floated into this nightmare and kind of like brought me down to the bottom of the ocean so I couldn't go anywhere or no one could get me. Not like they probably would want to anyways, because it's me. Um, Can, Can I make can I make a mini diagnosis about that? What? You're afraid of clowns, right? Yes.
0: The theme for the latest It movie is "Down Here We Float Too." Oh my God! Shut the fuck up! No,
1: <laughs> you're gonna get a brick upside the head. I swear to God.
0: You're welcome.
1: Um, and then so in the same night, I had another nightmare. This one was, I guess, it's not as nightmare esque. No, but it's funny. It's. It's funny and it's creepy. So I was helping my one of my mom's sisters out and picking a dog. And they were like, we have these three breeds in mind. And anyone who knows me personally knows that I am in love with pit bulls and like bully breed dogs. They are my favorite. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, because, we're looking Ashley, at- because Ashley towards me is a bully breed herself. Oh, shut up. I am not. You egg me on. I do. <laughs> So my aunt in my dream was like, we're picking, we, we have three dogs in mind and one of them being a pit bull. So I was like, I'm, I'm all Are you guys getting a pit bull. What can I do to help to decide? And she was like, well, we're going to run with them on a track, like at a high school a track and field track, but we're going to be on rollerblades. I want to see how the dogs react. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So we're going around the track on rollerblades and I guess I, I hit a rock And I let go of the dog's leash so he wouldn't get hurt. I went flying through the air, hit the ground, and all of my skin came off. All of it. Bizarre. And then I woke up. The next nightmare I had was not last night. It was the night before. So what, what, Tuesday to Wednesday night? Yes. I used to play hockey growing up. I haven't played in almost 10 years now. And in this dream we were getting ready to go on the ice. It was just after someone was done practicing or done a game or something like that. And so we're on the ice and my dad used to be a coach. So my dad was in this dream nightmare, whatever. And as soon as we all got on the ice, put our water bottles down and they were telling us what they wanted to do and what they were expecting us to do. We got a warning for a tornado, but where I lived or where I live, we don't get tornadoes. We're not known for tornadoes.
0: This was Mississauga, right? This was Brampton. Brampton, Mississauga, tomato, tomato.
1: So we were in the arena with the announcement, come on, saying tornado warning, stay where you are, take cover if you can. So we're in the middle of the arena on the ice. They wouldn't let us leave for whatever reason, and then... The tornado tore the entire building down, left us and the ice rink where it was. And it was just going around the the rink. It wasn't coming on the ice. So one of the girls said, fuck it, I'm leaving. And then as soon as she stepped off, the tornado switched directions and sucked her up. But the the, the weirdest part for me about this nightmare was I never talk in my sleep. Never. (laughs) Yes. I woke up twice that night. Mid sentences of me talking in my sleep. One was. Do you remember what you said? Yes, yep, okay. I do. It's one thing I remember saying was, "You're I'm not crying. You're crying." And the other one was, "Fuck you, lady." And I remember what, waking up saying, "Fuck you." And then I finished saying, "Lady," as I was coming out of my sleep. <laughs> Stop laughing. And then I had another nightmare last night, but that's a whole other shebang because I really don't remember what happened, but I am blaming it on me being high because I smoked weed before I went to bed. I fell asleep watching Criminal Minds like I have been. <laughs> but my stepdad, aka like my mom's boyfriend, whatever, I just call him my stepdad, um, she was showing me this really creepy movie. If they had a little demon child who was like the five-year-old version of the girl from grunge or the ring or something like that (laughs) covered in mud, the hair over her face, rocking on a rocking chair and then was like, fuck it. Got out of the rocking or got off the rocking chair and ran into bed with like the the person's mom, like the kids that actually were alive, their mom. And then as soon as I seen that, I was like, Nope, fuck this. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Good night and nightmare. (laughs) Now, let's go back
0: because you last night
1: I knew sent you
0: were going to this up. Sent me a marvelous piece of literature. Are you going to read it? No, because I can't read it. <laughs> a sober person cannot possibly read. I'm going to try and read it. what you said. I'm going to try and oh, read it. Oh, please do.
1: Okay, so i sent this just <laughs> after 11 so i was more than fucked was out. Of, yes i was fucked out of my mind i was on cloud nine i was in the sky i was not here <laughs> i texted brandon saying okay so i went outside the smoke i am extremely fucking high so this might not make sense him but i came back inside a my stepdad tim was like yo check out this movie or check out this sick movie you'll like it it's fucked up so i sat i watched like maybe 10 minutes of it with him and i too sleep with my lights on tonight holy what the fuck like this haunted little gremlin of a child that I swear I'm gonna have a nightmare about tonight because holy fuck, she looked like she crawled out of the mud and a demon child. And crawl was like a swing, a rocking on the chair. On... What? <laughs> See, you can't even read it. And crawl was like swinging, swing a rocking on a rocking chair stopped rocking got off and into bed and in bed to these kids of the house that of the family that lives in this house like crawled up into the bed with their mom and she looked like a kid but looked like the grunge or worse and if she was like a like a five-year-old anorexic sick child with leg hair down to her waist, but oh my god I'm scared from my nightmare or something tonight. Sorry if this doesn't make sense. Make fun of Hi Ashley to me, please. She's dumb as fuck. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> then, okay. wait, wait, wait. Then I texted him er, like an hour later saying, did you know there was a pig farm killer in Canada?
0: the shit she researches when she's high now and by the way just so you know the entire duration of you reading everybody that story i actually had because i got high from afro man playing in the background oh, that's awesome
1: but if you guys want to try and decipher or at least see what i had wrote to brandon in that if you text want to message, decode her message yes my severely high message um Go to my Twitter page because I did post it on there today. OMH underscore Ashley. The picture is on there and I cannot figure out what the fuck was wrong with me last night. I swear, maybe that (laughs) weed was laced. I don't know. Maybe. Just maybe. Oh.
0: That was fantastic. That was fucking funny. That was so funny. That made my night. It made my brain hurt
1: last night, but it made my night. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But It's okay. It made I, for a good laugh. I highly doubt that'll be the last time you get a message like that. I'm, I highly I'm doubt it. I'm betting. Watch.
0: I am putting my money on. Okay, so the hospital. There. So, yes, a hospital where after that message, I almost wanted to send Ashley to. Um, <laughs> Probably good idea. This, <laughs> this is... Uh, So it's a case study episode. We are going to be breaking down stories of the St. Michael's Hospital in downtown Toronto, which uh, just to let people know who are not familiar with it, it is still a fully running hospital Mm -hmm. in Toronto. Yep. Uh, One of the oldest. And it was uh, founded by a, uh, a sister uh, back in like the very, very, very late 18. 18- I think just before it went into the 20th century. So right at the cusp of 1800s turning into the 1900s. So it's a very, very old hospital. So you can suspect... A lot of activity and a lot of—well, no, I wouldn't say a lot of activity, but a lot of hauntings going on uh, in a place, especially when it's a hospital. And we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later once we uh, once we get through these stories here. But for the time being, let's uh, let's get into the the Saint Mike's Hospital, shall we? Yes, we shall. I am not going to mock you for your accents again this week. I don't know
1: where that one came from.
0: (laughs) It was great, though.
1: Shut up and mock me later.
0: Will do. I'll do it off the air. Um, All right. Brief history of St. Michael's Hospital. And by the way, this is coming from the Health Sciences Library from St. Mike's. Uh, from St. Mike's Hospital specifically. So that's actually really cool that they're fully acknowledging that their... Hospital is haunted. Their their hospital is haunted, yeah. Which is weird because in Toronto, or not even in Toronto, in, in Canada, there a lot of places are very hush-hush about their... Their uh, their paranormal activities. So to have a hospital come out and just you know put out like a little report, it is really cool. So uh, so yeah, here we go. Saint Michael's Hospital is one of Toronto's oldest healthcare facilities. The hospital, along with the Saint Michael's Hospital School of Nursing, was founded by the Sisters of Saint Joseph in 1892. When it opened, St. Michael's had a bed capacity of 26 and a staff of six doctors and four nurses. From these humble beginnings, the hospital has grown, tearing down and adding new wings. Though parts of the early hospital still stand today, the oldest include the 1912 facade near Bond and Shutter Streets and the 1936 Bond Lobby. And the really cool thing that they actually end up doing in this little article here or this little document is they actually dive into the nature of ghosts and they actually explain what ghosts are. That's cool. So let's so obviously people who me and Ashley know closely, this is going to be very redundant to them. But for those who don't exactly know what ghosts are you're just joining the podcast for the first time and you know you're hearing about this and you want to learn about it we'll give you a little synopsis according to this health sciences documentary from saint mike's hospital people have encountered ghosts throughout history ghosts are generally believed to be spirits of people or animals who have died ghosts may appear as translucent shapes or figures or may be mistaken for living people In some cases, they cannot be seen, but they may be heard, smelled, or felt. They also manipulate objects, for example, moving items and turning machines on and off. There are various theories regarding why ghosts exist. These spirits may be present because of a particularly strong tie to a location, object, or person, unfinished business that may prevent them from moving on to the afterlife. A ghost may be stuck, and they use the word quotations on each side of the word, stuck between this world and the next as punishment for their actions taken in life, and they may return with messages for the living. So what they ended up doing is they kind of publicized what what it is they're trying to work at and trying to – uh, research because they actually put a full research project into this, so they gathered up a few uh, encounters from inside the the hospital at Saint Mike's in Toronto. So, which is awesome. Let's dive. Yeah, so let's dive into a couple of the stories here. The first one is coming anonymously, and it is from the Shutter Wing. 1999 and the shutter wing it's cool because they give a map so if you guys are in toronto it is at the intersection of bathurst and bond street so that wing you see there would be the shutter wing or shooter wing sorry a staff member from the it department was working alone one saturday replacing a computer in the medical media center at the time most of the wing was padlocked and mothballed it was previously in ICU for many years. So he knew that he was alone. As he was leaving, he realized that he had left something behind, and he went back to where he had been working. As the employees started to pick up the forgotten item, he heard papers rustling loudly behind him. He turned to see what the noise was, and as he did, something walked through him. It gave him huge goose pimples. <laughs> I like that term. Goose pimples. Goose pimples. Goose pimples. <laughs> <laughs> or as people in normal speaking English call it, goosebumps. And it sucked the breath right out of him. The experience gave the employee a scare and he left as fast as he could. Afterwards, the employee was talking to a member of the cleaning staff who relayed a similar experience. One day, she was watering a plant in that very same office when it began to move and shake vigorously. Prior to this experience, the employee had no opinion of whether ghosts or spirits exist, but now he's convinced he has never gone back to that area of the hospital by himself ever again. So that was from 1999. This story that we are going to read uh, is from 2010. So it's a little more recent here. This next story comes from, I believe her name is uh, his or her name is Thelma or Thelma. And it is from uh, Cardinal Carter wing, which is on the Victoria side or Victoria Street side closer to Queen Street West. This happened a few years ago at MSICU. We were expecting an admission, and in the process of preparing the bed, got the cardiac arrest monitor to go on standby mode. No sooner than this was done, the sounds of a heartbeat emanated from it, audible for all working around to hear. This spooked the registered nurse enough to change the spot. I suspected that the monitor had some sort of recording device installed on it and assumed that the sounds were a result of a malfunctioning. However, I discovered that I was wrong when I bumped into the engineering or bumped into engineering one evening when they came to fix another monitor. I was told that one should not hear sounds of a heartless monitor is hooked up directly to a patient or a simulator. The second story came from a young patient who had a language barrier. At the end of the visit by his brother who spoke English, it was requested that the patient give, uh, be given a sleeping pill as the patient was being kept awake by a lady in a red dress. Creepy. About three years ago on an overnight shift working as a porter, I took a break in four CC, which is for Cardinal Carter msicu waiting room i had just finished a morgue call by myself and couldn't help but reminisce about a ghost story that a friend had recounted to me earlier in the week i was a little freaked out and wanted to calm myself down so i turned on the television to take my mind elsewhere alone in the room all the doors shut and the lights off except for the tv i took a seat to relax Within moments, the kitchen sink was on full blast and I froze. There was nobody else in there who could have turned it on. I couldn't move for a while and was just in shock until I calmed myself down. About 10 minutes later, I was finally able to get up and remove myself from the room. I turned off the TV and on my way out, physically turned off the tap, which was on full blast that whole time. I forget which temperature it was, hot or cold, but that was my one eerie experience working at the hospital. When I think about it today, I feel... As if someone was telling me not to be scared, as those thoughts about ghosts were fresh on my mind. Something or someone at Saint Michael's was looking out for me.
1: So, I like the fact that they were working in the morgue, I'm just gonna put that out there. <coughs> <laughs> I love always morgues. creepy. This
0: is a little bit more of a recent story from 2013. I've worked at Saint Michael's Hospital for many years. I've had many stories of the haunting throughout the hospital. Aside from Vinny, on the seventh floor, staff have told me about an MSICU ghost on the fourth floor, who isn't so nice and likes to smack <laughs> the nurses in the re- <laughs> likes to smack <laughs> nurses on the rear, scaring the living daylights out of them. What? However, I never thought I'd have my very own encounter in the current fracture clinic in the B1 Bond Wing. I had worked in the clinic for many years and I have never heard of a haunting there. But what happened a few weeks ago changed my opinion. The clinic's current location has been there for about nine years. And in all that time, I had always felt uneasy when opening up. Or closing the doors especially when I was alone in there one evening after an insanely busy day I had stayed over time to help clear up the backlog of patients and I'm normally gone by three thirty p.m. but this particular day it was 7 p.m. by the time I could close up I was finishing up a few charts and I could hear the distinctive sound of an old man laughing. Figuring I was just fatigued from such a busy day, I wrote it off as exhaustion and quickly finished the task at hand. I stood up, and I could have sworn I saw a wisp of light dart dark past my desk, followed by an icy cold breeze, which, considering the AC seldom works, and it was 34 degrees Celsius outside. It was very odd. I walked toward the back doors. The clinic has several doors to the hallway. I again heard the laughter, but this time it was right in my ear, as if someone was standing right beside me. Frankly by this point, I was terrified. I knew with 100% certainty I was the only one left in the area, so who was laughing? I tried my best to ignore it and finished locking up. But just as I was about to leave, I hear a computer turn on. There are over a dozen PCs there. I walked back thinking I'd left it on, although I was positive I had shut it off. And sure enough, it was on. This is when it got really scary. The front of the clinic has several stretchers with a computer on each bedside two more turn on as I'm standing there and I feel like someone is watching me these things only happen in movies right wrong I was literally frozen with fear I couldn't run out of there fast enough as I heard as I head for the door I see what looked like the same light that had whisked past me forming into the faint outline of a torso kind of like a fog I couldn't believe what I was seeing, so in total panic, I ran as fast as my feet could carry me out of another door, down the hall, and onto Queen Street. After I finally caught my breath, I'd realized, in my panic to flee, I had run out without shutting off the computers, turning off all the lights, and locking any of the doors. Problem is, I was too afraid to go back, but I couldn't leave everything unlocked. We had a lot of thefts, So I tail tucked firmly between my legs and I went back into the security office requesting they let me back into the hall, which is a card access only after hours. And I left my card on my desk. I was too embarrassed to tell the guard about what happened, but I was really glad to have him with me. He lets me back in the hall. We go to the clinic and the computers were now turned off. The doors were locked and the lights were off. I had no explanation and the security guard must have thought I was losing it considering I had told him I forgot to lock up and shut everything off. He must have noticed my look of panic and asked me if I had seen him. Him who? I asked he said many of his fellow guards have seen and heard an old man wandering up and down the hall outside the clinic as they were doing their patrols I never did tell a soul not even a guard I have a hard time believing it happened and I doubt any of my co-workers will believe me but I'll say this I'll never stay there alone ever again as a side note I after asking some of the older staff, I think I figured out who was roaming the hall. The wing in which the clinic is located is about 80 years old, and it's been things and it's been many things over the decades. A storage area, a kitchen, shipping and a morgue. But I couldn't understand why a spirit would want to hang around the morgue. But then I spoke to an employee who'd worked there for 45 years. She told me decades ago, the morgue attendant, Joe, who suffered a massive stroke and died on the job. Apparently, he'd work most of his life and was mere months away from retirement when he died. Rumor has it, he absolutely loved his job and never wanted to retire. Seems like he found a way to stay. This, of course all hearsay. I have no proof, but it all fits into place. If you're ever passing by the clinic in the evening, don't be surprised if you see Joe still on the job in and in the place he loved the most. That's creepy. So those are just three. So those are just three of the, the numerous stories that have that have come out of st mike's hospital um ashley there's a lot to uh, a lot to unfold there um but i think you you have a specific interest in when it comes to hauntings at like let's say yeah, prisons or hospitals and something like that so so i would love to end up getting uh your opinion and your take on one two or or, or all three of the stories that were uh that were read there
1: Okay, so all three are pretty creepy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, for the second one being, you know, you're alone in a room and the only sound on is the TV. So you're trying to calm yourself down because you're already freaking out. And for a tap to turn on full blast. When you're uh, obviously when you're not expecting it and you're already (laughs) freaking out about (laughs) something being near you. Yeah. Is enough to make anybody just dart out of the room. Right. And uh, obviously, unless it's me, because I'm that white girl in horror movies where it's, what was that noise? <laughs> um, and by the way, I so just rereading that part.
0: And not only was like TV, like the only thing that was on, literally the lights were off. Yeah. And the doors were shut.
1: So that's what so, I mean. Like being the only one there and the only thing making noise is the TV. And then to hear yeah. the tap turn on. That's a little freaky. Um, yeah. Hospitals that old are bound, even if they were, are going to be like, nope, not us. Wrong hospital. Not us. Got a different whatever hospital. Right. Any hospital that is that old is bound to have a couple dozen hauntings in it. And the fact of the matter is that they have so they have on their page, like you said, or whatever, yeah. however you found it, the fact that they have owned up to knowing that this is what their staff or patients, whatever, has seen or experienced, heard, whatever it is. I want to fucking go. Yeah. Like, all See, of that a- is fucking creepy yeah i'm sorry i completely agree with the last story if i'm somewhere by myself in a building i already have not so nice feelings about and everything is turned off and computers start turning on doors open by themselves the light turns on i'm grabbing my keys i'm booking it out and i'm making (laughs) someone else go back there to lock up But then
0: how weird is that when you do go back to lock up, you realize everything is as it should have been, as if you did it yourself. They can go back and check the security cameras. I don't know if it's that she never thought of it, but maybe she just didn't want to see how it all went down. You know what I mean?
1: Especially because she was alone. There is a good chance Because there was so much activity in that clinic that if they if they do have cameras and they were on and working and they went back to go look at it, there's a chance they probably caught something on those cameras. Right. Either they have audio where they caught catch like a a groan, a moan, somebody in pain or a voice talking doesn't matter. Or it could have been like orbs or something she couldn't see with her own eyes, but the camera could see it.
0: Can I just read you something as I was scrolling through like all the other stories as you were talking there? Yep. Go for um, it. I did finally end up seeing a short antidote here from the same wing in which that took place actually, I think. Uh, no, sorry. Same wing where the second story took place. And this was from 19... Uh, it doesn't end up saying when this happened, but this is a creepy. OK, read it, read oh, it, read wait it, read it, it read it. Perhaps St. Michael's most well-known ghost is six, uh, Sister Vincenza, who worked at the hospital for 28 years as a nursing supervisor for obstet- obstetrics. She had a reputation for being intimidating, but also for caring deeply about her patients. She passed away in 1958. Beginning in 1965, Sister Vinnie, as she is nicknamed, has been seen by many numerous... Many numerous. I just threw in a word that didn't exist there. <laughs> no. Beginning in 1965, Sister Vinnie has been seen by numerous St. Mike's staff and patients. She is known to place blankets on new moms, rearrange medication cards and turn lights on and off. She is usually seen faceless, dressed all in white.
1: Can we go? Pardon me. (laughs) Can we go? I just got so excited. I got the chills. Oh,
0: I just as you were talking about that story, I got chills because that's the first thing I
1: ended up seeing. And my God, I gotta read you this. I I hate nuns; they creep me out. But I want to see this faceless nun. A faceless nun. I wanna go. I'm trying not to slam my hand. Oh my God! But I wanna go. I wanna go. I wanna go.
0: That is creepy, as my new new saying is. Thanks to my uh, thanks to my good friend Keaton. That is creepy as ass. What? Oh yeah, he he's he uses that phrase now. I don't I don't understand why, but
1: that is creepy as it's creepy as ass. I I uh, words um how yeah do, nuns. I want to look her up now. I want to see. There ha. is a picture. And there is a picture. Send me of me And
0: actually, here's what I'll do. Since you and I are recording on a video, I will actually bring the camera to the computer screen. Yes, here please. I want to see So that we can get Ashley's initial reaction uh, for you guys to see I what it looks see. like. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here is the nun. Well, she looks like a sweet old lady. But
1: apparently she was very intimidating, even though she cared for her staff. I can see it. She does give me the vibe of, like, the you talk one more time, I'm smacking you with the ruler. Yeah. She gives me that that. vibe. And I
0: don't like it. You know what I picture happening to me, of all people? It wouldn't happen to you. It would happen to me. Okay. Is... Did you ever see The Conjuring 2? Yes, of course. The painting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could see that, that happening is to what you. I see happening to me. I could see that happening to you. Her just coming full to me that was the scariest part of the movie.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that and, Did you know the actress that played the nun as Valak in the conjuring movies? She was the she was in um the Princess Diaries. Oh, as what? She was um the people who or were as who rather. She was one of the people uh I think it was Von Troken. It was his wife. You'll have to watch it to see what I mean, but she was in The Princess Diaries in both movies. That's not the one with Anne Hathaway, is it? Yeah, it, it is. Okay, I have not seen any of those movies.: You
0: have to watch it. So
1: But so I might. I can see that obviously definitely happening to you. I can see <laughs> With me, I can see maybe something like that would happen where maybe she fucks with me because Right. of me being a Satanist and her being a nun <laughs> so i could see her being like like coming through on the recorder and being like praise jesus or something something having to do with religion because of my religious background that would be fucking awesome for me to be talking to a nun and tell and she tells me off because i'm a satanist that would make my world that that would be amazing that would be fucking hilarious Here's the thing that's still boggling my mind: is
0: you usually hear stories like these from like the U.S. I've never heard of
1: a story like this in Canada, and I'm so excited. In Toronto, let alone I'm only like two like, hours away from Toronto. Like we have to go to see Mike. Forty-five Mike's. minutes. We have okay. We will once they get this pandemic under control. Oh. And since you bring that up. In the last podcast, we didn't correct oh, this yeah. uh, last year on Saturday. We were supposed to go out on an investigation. Um, and that has now been put, obviously, have been put on hold due to the latest stay at home order and the shutdown. Being the shutdown, they were only sh- really shutting down pat- patios or whatever. We wanted to be on the safe side. So we thought it was the Mm -hmm. better idea to obviously protect ourselves and others to not go out and do an investigation while everything was going on, unfortunately. And then now given the fact that we are now on a stay at home order, we're hoping that this will work in our favor. So for however long it lasts after that, cases go back down and we're able to go back out and do investigations again for you guys. But I did yeah, want to put that I out mean, there that we were safe. We've rescheduled this investigation. It will still happen, just at yeah. a later date.
0: Yeah, I meant to, uh, and I'm glad you ended up bringing that up because I meant to say that. Uh, I was planning on saying that, but it actually completely slipped my mind. Uh, but yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot. Um,
1: we're not irresponsible people. We're we're safe.
0: No. No, I mean, like we we may act like, you know, jack wagons on here.
1: Jack at times, wagons.
0: But. Roll with it. And but we are smart people. We know we know when to, you know, what's safe, what is responsible. Um, and, you know, just for literally just for the safety of us as uh as investigators and and who knows we we could be carrying something and we don't even know it and for the safety of others in the niagara area that we were going to be visiting uh we just end up thinking you know what it's probably best that we don't end yeah. up going so we will end up heading to fort mississauga hopefully in the in the near future and and finally finally start re-recording the series that has been on pause for about a year and a half to two years now yeah So um, I can't wait to end up getting to that and yeah once this pandemic gets under control I cannot wait to go to St Mike's hospital and, and 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 try to experience something while is it we're bad there. that
1: I kind of want to dress up like a nun? Yes, it is bad because just to go into the hospital with like not the whole getup, like not the whole robe. It's more me being curious to me being like, if I look like a nun, well, is it is she more likely to come through because she thinks I'm a nun? Oh, that's a good question. That's where I'm at with that. So that's not me de- being disrespectful towards catholic or christian faith that's right. me being curious to see if um uh, she would only she would make contact or show herself physically to mm-hmm. me because i look like a nun right
0: and i it seems like most of the activity is happening at the cardinal carter Wing. Yeah. Where you got Joe who worked full time in the morgue. Sweet. Uh almost right up until his his retirement. I would love um, to go down to that morgue. I don't know if that morgue still exists. I think the
1: area used to be a morgue. Well, whatever, because he spent up his life up until retirement pretty much almost up until his retirement there in and working died, down in the morgue and died on the job yeah exactly i want to go but me being me i'm gonna say shove me in the body freezer you will be aaron goodwin of ghost adventures yeah uh except
0: not being peer pressured into doing it you would just yeah no know, i free just will. i
1: volunteer as tribute.
0: Man, this these were these were really. I think these were like a couple of the best stories.
1: We're gonna have to come back to St. Michael's soon. There, de- has oh, to be I a part I think we're definitely two. gonna end
0: up having to come back because there's. The, I definitely think we should end up doing. But well, you know what? How about we do a part two during the live episode we do yeah, next? I week? like that idea. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're going to end up doing. We're going to end up going to uh, we're going to revisit this, do part two of St. Mike's Hospital, because, again, there's just so many stories, so many articles, so many anecdotes from this place of experiences from either patients or the staff there. It's just too much to end up covering in one episode. There will be a part two. There will be a part two, so please. If Sorry, you guys- I have like
1: a really bad headache, but I'm very hyper right now.
0: <sighs> yeah what what is with your 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 hyper giddiness and, and, and I'm s-
1: blaming the Chinese food that I had.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> For dinner, what? why I am the blaming Chinese that. food? Uh, I I uh, I don't know. Just I'm blaming the Chinese food. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll... I could also blame the chocolate chip waffles I had earlier, too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're being left
0: with a cliffhanger for next week. Will Ashley still be (laughs) suffering from the side effects of her Chinese food? Will she still be suffering the effects of the chocolate chip waffles she ended up having? Uh, Will the middle finger still be on camera that she is shooting me right now? And are there even more haunting tales? that take place inside St. Mike's hospital. There's a lot to cover for next week. I'm excited. I am very excited to revisit St. Mike's uh, hospital, but until then we're going to end up wrapping up today's episode of Ontario's most haunted podcast. Uh, Thank you guys again so much for listening. If you want to end up spreading the word about it or helping us get the word out of where we are, leave us a review on iTunes or, Or if you just want to end up supporting us through Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, please subscribe to the show. Again, emails are always welcome, whether they're from your personal experiences or they're from St. Mike's Hospital, if you have one. Or if they're from the Burlington statue from last week or, or anything any story you have, please send them our way to officialomhpodcast at gmo.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, see what we're up to, uh, read more from... Hi, I'm Ashley and I'm Stone Diary. Oh my god. Uh, follow us. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Official underscore OMH. Myself, OMH underscore Brandon. OMH underscore Ashley. And then our senior investigator, OMH underscore Kathy. That's where you can end up finding the whole crew, or if you want to follow us on Instagram, official omh, Brandon underscore omh, Ashley underscore Spurrell. That's Ashley underscore S P U R R E L L, and Cats Angel for Aunt Kathy. And also uh, find us on Facebook. We do end up having a group up on there. Just search up Ontario's most haunted, and you will find us there from all of us at ontario's most haunted podcast thank you for listening and we will see you next week live on stereo
1: stay spooky and stay safe